It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. From API, this is Energy Tomorrow Radio. Your source for information and conversation about the most important energy issues of the day. Welcome to Energy Tomorrow Radio. I'm your host, Jane Van Ryan. The Obama administration has proposed a long list of taxes on the oil and natural gas industry and has mentioned the concept of taxing motorists in the number of miles they drive. Here at API, we're looking into the implications of these taxes But one thing already is abundantly clear. These taxes could have an impact on consumers and small businesses. Raymond J. Keating is the chief economist for the Small Business and Entrepreneurship Council, an organization that represents 70,000 small businesses here in the U.S. And he's with us on the phone today. Welcome, Ray. Thanks, Jane. Appreciate it. Glad you could join us. Ray, I've heard many economists say that small businesses are the engine that drives the U.S. economy and that they're actually responsible for creating most of the jobs. Is that correct? Yeah, that's absolutely correct. And actually, hear a lot of uh, politicians say it as well. And I always like to uh, fact-check politicians. And and when you look at the numbers, uh, it it, it truly is uh, uh, the case that small business is the backbone of the economy. Uh, Just to give you an example, in any particular year, small businesses create between 60 and 80 percent of net new jobs. Um, They uh, employ about half of the entire private sector workforce. Um, And they're also responsible for, you know, a huge portion of our economic growth. Uh, About half of non-farm private uh, GDP comes from small businesses, and uh, and obviously they're they're a a font of, of innovation. Uh, that that keeps our they keep our economy dynamic and changing and, and growing. Speaking of our economy, what has the impact of the current economic downturn been on small businesses? Yeah, it, it hasn't been pretty. You know, I'm I'm an optimist at heart, and uh, these last uh, you know year or so, really for me, in terms of looking at a lot of the numbers, uh, it's been difficult to be an optimist. Uh, small businesses have been hit pretty hard. Uh, when you look, you know, a couple of things that I looked at recently. Uh, the number of self-employed individuals uh, has dropped uh, since about the middle of, of uh, last year, um, and that's certainly not good news, especially for you know economic growth in the future. In terms, you know, you want people starting up those uh, those new uh, those new businesses. So that's a problem. Also, one of the broadest measures of employment, which tends to uh, capture more of the entrepreneurial activity, has has been down dramatically. So um, there's some real concerns there on the small business front. Uh, and obviously they face, you know, all the obstacles that, that we've been hearing so much about in terms of uh, tightening credit, uh, getting access to capital. All those things are, uh, are really hitting uh, small businesses quite hard. Well, based on that, Ray, is it fair to say that government policies that negatively affect small businesses also could have a detrimental impact on the overall economy? Oh, without a doubt. Uh, you know, when you look at... Uh, Really, what's good for small business is good for the economy in general, and what's bad for small business is bad for the economy in general. So that's very much the case. And, uh, you know, we have a lot of 
questions and uncertainties on the policy front right now that uh, are certainly big concerns for small businesses, for entrepreneurs. And let's remember that small businesses and entrepreneurs, they need capital to start up and grow. So uh, they're looking, you know, investors come into this equation as well. And, and unfortunately, that whole group, I think, is looking at what's going on on the policy front right now. And they're, they've, they've got an enormous number of questions, there's a lot of uncertainty, or they're just, uh, you know, very concerned in general. Well, that's a good segue into my next question, because what I want to ask you about is the uh, current administration's recommendation on some new taxes on the oil and natural gas industry. How could those tax increases affect your members? Well, the bottom, this in several ways. Um, you know, tax increases always come with costs, no matter what. Um, now, when you're talking about the energy front, we've seen the impact that, you know, uh, in recent times that uh, a big run-up in energy can certainly have a detrimental effect on on the economy. Now, part of that, uh, if it's market-driven, then you can have market responses and things adjust. But when it's government-driven, uh, that's more of a problem. So when you're talking about uh, increased taxes on the uh, oil and gas industry, um, it is not good news because that will translate into, you know, limited supplies, for example, limited exploration, limited investment in, in those types of things. And that all translates into higher costs on the energy front. So I think... Um, that's certainly uh, a major concern for uh, small businesses across the board because you, no matter what type of small business you are, whether you're a manufacturer, a high-tech firm, a one-person, home-based business, one way or another, you're going to be impacted by uh, energy policies that uh, point uh, in the wrong direction that wind up raising costs and limiting supply. The administration, Ray, also is proposing a cap-and-trade initiative that's aimed at mitigating the effects of climate change, and it also would raise billions for the federal government. Do your members have a concern about that as well? Yes, very much so. I think, you know, no matter where you are on the issue of climate change, you know, you can kind of put that aside for now and look at, you know, I'm an economist, so I look at the economics of the issue. And, um, you know, when you look at the numbers uh, attached to the cap-and-trade regulatory initiative, they are uh, quite scary uh, in terms of how that will translate into energy, you know, higher energy costs down the road. So um, it's, it's, a, uh, it's a case of government intervening in the marketplace in a way that could dramatically alter uh, the makeup of our economy. You know, you could easily see the U.S. become less competitive uh, due to higher energy costs and therefore see uh, business move uh, overseas, um, and just the bottom line costs in terms of electricity, uh, gas at the pump, all the things that, that are uh, obviously going to the cost of a small business, all those things are, are very much a, a big issue with cap-and-trade. And, and it's important to remember that when you look at the economic studies on cap-and-trade, it's very difficult to find one that doesn't warn about dramatic increases in energy costs. I mean, you know, you have kind of groups that are pushing certain agendas. But when you look at, I mean, I've looked at a lot of these studies over in recent years, and every one of them points to uh, a large increase in energy costs and translating into lost, that translates into lost output, lost GDP, lost jobs. Not exactly what we need in this day and age, is it? No, to say the least. I mean, the fact that we're even talking about policies like this in this type of economy when we're in such a severe recession 
uh, is just another concern for entrepreneurs. Well, what do your entrepreneurs think about this concept mentioned by Transportation Secretary Ray LaHood, who said that perhaps motorists ought to be taxed on each mile they drive? At present, of course, taxes are levied on every gallon of fuel that's purchased. So how would a tax on mileage impact your members? Yeah, well, it certainly would not be good news for uh, anybody in, you know, the obviously transportation industry. But again, it, you know, you, you can imagine the problems for, example, you know, a small trucking firm. It's pretty obvious there that this would this would cause real problems, but again, you don't you know you just have to think a little bit more, think through the issue a little bit more, and you see that the impact would be much more widespread. I mentioned before the the home based business person that you know every time a uh, you know a delivery truck pulls up in front of the house, uh, you're going to see the costs uh, come through with a proposal like that. So. You know, we want some reform. Everybody was talking about change during the past election. Um, but I don't think we're looking for change in terms of coming up with new ways to tax people. Uh, we've got, unfortunately, enough of those ideas around. I think what we need to be looking at are, are other ways to get things done and, and not uh, imposing new tax burdens on any industry right now, uh, again, when you're looking at the, the state of the economy. Well, to help small businesses create jobs and continue to operate during these challenging economic times, what do you think the administration should do? Obviously, you don't feel they should raise taxes, but is there something they could do that would be helpful? Well, oh, sure. There's a lot of things that would be helpful. Um, you know, I think number one would be, uh, you know, the most helpful would be to stop doing the bad things, if you will, if you follow my, my gist. So, you know, when you're talking about, uh, you know, on the energy front, uh, the cap and trade idea. When you're talking about, you know, various members of Congress occasionally come up with the, the uh, returning to the windfall profits tax idea. Um, you know, the, again, if you think through the issue, those are going to be problems for everybody in the economy if you go through with proposals like that. Um, also, you know, there are other issues such as uh, the, the looming tax increase at the end of next year that would increase uh, personal income and capital gains taxes, dividend taxes, uh, the estate tax. Those are all things that are a threat to uh, small businesses, to entrepreneurs, and job creation. So taking those off the table, you know, saying we're not going to do those, would certainly be uh, a plus uh, in the current environment. But I think we need to go beyond that. We need to be looking for things that will really energize uh, investment in entrepreneurship. You know, there's one uh, proposal that's actually uh, an extension, one year of, of expensing of capital uh, spending, capital expenditures. So if you if you invest in a capital good, you can write it off in the year that you make the purchase. Making that permanent and available to all businesses. Right now, it's just available to certain small businesses. If you make that uh, permanent and available to all businesses, that would certainly be a plus. And 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 uh, reducing. Uh, our very non-competitive corporate income tax rate. We have one of the highest corporate income tax rates among developed countries. Reducing that would be a plus. So there's a lot that can be done to essentially, bottom line, lift the burdens of, uh, of, of government off the backs of entrepreneurs. You know, get government, if you will, out of the way and let entrepreneurs go out there and innovate and create and, and build new businesses and create jobs. You know, Ray, occasionally we're asked by people what they can do to help, how they can get involved. So I want to deliver a quick message to our readers here. If they're concerned about these proposed taxes and the impact they could have on small businesses, on the oil and natural gas industry, or on themselves, they can go to www.energytomorrow, spelled all one word, dot org, 
click on the Take Action Now button, which is right in the middle of the home page, and you can send letters directly to your, your uh, elected representatives. Do it today. Take some action now. That would really help. And, Ray, perhaps your members might be interested in doing this, too. Oh, absolutely. You know, the one thing I always try to hammer home with small business owners is that when they send an email, pick up the phone, or, you know, write a write a letter to their elected officials, it, may, it carries more weight. But just the fact that they're small business owners, they have employees in the district or the state, they have additional clout, and they should take advantage of that. Very good. Hey, Ray, thank you so much for joining us today on Energy Tomorrow Radio. This has been very helpful, very informative. Thanks, Jane. I appreciate it. Thank you for joining us on Energy Tomorrow Radio, brought to you by the people of America's oil and natural gas industry. For more information about this podcast or to submit questions for future shows, visit energytomorrow.org. That's energytomorrow.org. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.